blushing girl from blushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield. It's a podcast about the sitcom The Nanny, a hit sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. I am Sean DePasquale here with Victoria Sheffield. That's right. And each week we rewatch episodes of The Nanny and we talk about them at you or to you. <laughs> Depends, I guess, how you listen to the probably show. Probably at you. Uh, t- <laughs> probably at you. This is season three, episode 25, Green Card. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the episode where Fran marries or gets engaged <laughs> to a Frenchman. Uh, and, uh, you know, Obviously, it turns out he's just trying to get his green See, card. I don't think that's what this was, though. I, I actually will get into it, but All right. I don't. I, well, this was the directed by Dorothy Lyman, uh, and it was written by two people. This week, we had Gene Ford credited for the story and Rick Shaw. That's a real name. Rick Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Shaw wrote the teleplay. Uh, Rick Shaw is a writer, I guess, mostly known for... The Nanny, it looks like that's like the most recent thing he wrote. And then he had a bunch of stuff on <laughs> the New Hollywood Squares and Love Boat, the original Love Boat. He was a writer oh. on Love Boat. So like like sitcom royalty there. And then Gene Ford, who did his story credited on this, um, is also from Love Boat. So I'm wondering if if uh, Gene and Rick didn't work together and maybe like they were like kind of a pair or something, but, mm-hmm. but uh, Gene got a love boat, has a love boat credit and that's about it. Gene was also an actor. Interestingly enough, she was on the nanny in the, let's see uh, some of these later episodes, but she has like, she, she shows up multiple episodes. She was on the Christmas episode as a nurse, the bank robbery episode as a reporter, the dinner party as a maid, maid number two. Oh, that's and, cool. And, that, that must be isn't so that fun. Cool? I would love to, like, if that I was a writer, to get a little, like, oh, and then I'm I'm in this scene and in a couple scenes. I, I feel like it would just be, like, yeah. very, very satisfying. But so, okay, so in this episode, we start off by establishing that Brayton is failing French. And so Mr. Sheffield insists that he gets a French tutor. Uh, it's funny because Brayton's like, hey, you know, I might not mind a tutor, a woman with an accent, tight skirt, high heels. <laughs> Brayton's like, you think your father's going to let someone like that teach his kids? And then she like, you know, saunters out in her tight skirt and high yeah. heels. And, and high heels, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then in the we cut to the opening credits and then we enter back in on Fran talking to Val in the living room and she's she's actually getting her mom's Mother's Day gift ready. So we establish, you know, I love this. Yeah, it's like Mother's Day is coming up, which makes sense in the timeline um, of the show. And she the way that she's doing it is she got her um like a blouse or a dress or something, and she is uh, replacing the size large tag with one that just says the number seven, <laughs> which I thought was actually no, no, it's better than that. She's just flipping it upside down. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. She just she took the she took the she took the large tag off and is resewing it back in upside down so it looks like a yes. seven. It's so it was silly. so silly, but also <laughs> so sweet. And you know, in did you catch the reference to a musical in this scene? No, what reference? Ooh, interesting. I, I wrote it down because I was like, I wonder if she clocked that as a musical reference or just as a joke. So it's when they're talking about his previous French teacher. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she's like, uh, Nanette. Nanette. 
Yeah, Val goes, um, well, what about that French lady Nanette that Mr. Sheffield hired? And she goes, no, no, that is a reference to the musical No, No, Nanette. Oh. <laughs> that is a very pointed, like, that's why she goes, no, no. Like, that's a very pointed, specific, like, they did that on purpose. Well, that's cool. And No, No, Nanette is a musical um, from, like, ah, man, I think it's from, like, 1925 or something. Well, it's cool because it works even with the, the joke works even if you don't know that because you just think that it's like yeah. a word like a play on the sound of Nanette and then it's like no 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 um, yeah no it, it's not great yeah. I thought that was really I was like oh that's such a good like it's a it's a double joke it works well, but the, the whether reason, you know it or don't the reason that that all comes up is you know we're, we're it's sort of a beat ahead of where they are in the scene because um, basically while she's getting her Mother's Day gift ready she says to Val that you know she's you know, wishes she had a kid of her own and she's feeling ready for all of that, um, which ties into a lot of the emotional beats that happen later. Because what happens is while she's saying that to Val, Mr. Sheffield comes in and announces that like he's leaving to have lunch with a friend who's in the middle of his second divorce. And then Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, you know, if I get remarried again, it's going to be after the children are grown and out of the house. And Fran kind of looks at him in surprise and she's like, but but you know what? What if you met the right person and, and and they were ready to like have a family now? And he was like, "Well, I'm sure yeah. the right person would understand and wait." And she's like, "Trust me, they won't." Which is like very thinly veiled, you know, Fran being like, "Well, does this mean like you're not going to be my person, right?" Like I, I was hoping which, that would happen which, with us. Which I found so interesting because it's like. It's it's interesting how sometimes this is treated as like this unspoken like hey man I'm just waiting on you to make the move thing you know and like sometimes it's treated as like neither one really knows that the other one's in love with them and sometimes it, it, do you but know what I mean like it's so interesting that's why I we had this whole conversation but you were on the other side of it <laughs> but maybe it's because it's during the Valentine's Day episode, I was annoyed that they kind of made it canon that they're in love. Cause I was like, we haven't really established it. And you were like, no, 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 we know. But I guess you're, well, that's what I'm saying is it, it, it goes back and forth. It's like, it's like sometimes they're in love. Sometimes they're not in love. Sometimes he knows that they're in love. And then sometimes he doesn't like in this case, he is unaware that she's in love with him and he's just talking and she's like, he's not seeing any of reading and in, in between any of the lines of anything she's saying. And it's like, but a couple episodes ago, he, he, he acknowledged like we're in love with each other. Like it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's weird how it, it you know, doesn't quite feel as consistent as like, um, Ross and Rachel. Yeah, but which you know I feel like I was like this- tracked better from season well, to season. Well, you know, you know what I think it is. The big difference with Ross and Rachel is <laughs> they get together, and then the whole rest of the saga is a will they, won't they. After we kind of already had them together for a while, I think mm-hmm. Mr. Sheffield and Fran. The big thing is, it's like you know when you kind of you kind of assume something's going to work out, or you kind of assume someone's going to be there always, and right. then as soon as that gets threatened by a you know somebody else that's when you really start confronting your feelings um True. and i think that's more what goes on with the two of them is it's like when there's no one else in the mix making anyone jealous it's kind of like this will happen in due time or like i have you know or i can kind of like compartmentalize this or pretend it's not real but the second it starts to get real with someone else they have to be like oh god I'm, this is actually driving me insane 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is what they're playing here. Yeah. But so uh, Mr. Sheffield leaves to, you know, go have lunch with this guy who's getting divorced. And that's when Fran's like, oh, Val, I have to spend the whole afternoon interviewing uh, tutors uh, for Brighton. And that's when the, what about that girl that- No, 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 Yeah, that's when that girl that Mr. Sheffield, like Nanette, she goes, no, no. And she's like, unlike a man, I'm going to hire a tutor based purely on their academic credentials. And then she opens the door when the doorbell rings and like this- gorgeous man shows up and he's like bonjour and she's like you're hired and i just wrote this guy is a dreamboat <laughs> like <laughs> i my only note for him was just i like the way they dress him they dress him like <laughs> it's so ridiculous he's just so like over the top like like i'm just a, like a like a frenchman from poor frenchman from the countryside especially in the last scene <laughs> It's ridiculous. He comes in wearing like the most like like a vest, foreigny looking vest. Like, yeah, he looks like he wandered off the set of like some like French film set in like the 1900s. Well, you know, like the early 1900s. I'm gonna say this is the best looking actor? actor they've cast on the show so far. But they've had as a guest. Is he? Uh, did he do it? Oh, I'll, I'll get to it in trivia. But I will say this: oh, he is a he. Okay. He did modeling as well, so makes sense. No, well, that's not a shock. Uh, but we cut to a few days later and the tutor who's named Philip or Philippe is working with Brighton in the dining room. And Fran is like, you know, continually like elbowing her way into the room for different reasons so she can have interactions with him. <laughs> and when she, you know, they take a break, Philippe asks her on a date. And this actually made me laugh because a running gag in this is uh, he keeps saying, uh, I didn't take French. I took Spanish to I'm not even going to say this correctly. I couldn't understand any of the words. It's like, it's like, you know, I adore you, my, my adored one, but she keeps thinking that he's saying, shut the door. door. (laughs) Um, But also when he asks her on the date, she's like, I did have plans, but I think I can change them. She runs back into the kitchen and she's like, Niles tape up the holes on the lean cuisine box and put it back in the freezer. (laughs) (laughs) um, And then we cut to, what I imagine in the show is like a couple weeks later because we yes. have now progressed a lot in the Philippe Fran relationship. And, you know, she comes into the foyer and she is wearing an incredible dress. I love this Holy dress. Holy Yes, I would. Wow, wow, wow. Yes, it's like a <laughs> – She looks amazing. Like kind of like a heart-shaped um, – t- Red bow and all, on, this, yeah. on this little black number. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little tiny black dress with this like red kind of – heart-shaped bow i think it's stitched into it i couldn't really tell if it was like textual or or if it was just part of like the design you know what i yeah, mean yeah i mean it's the kind but of thing really where i was like oh my god i wish there was like a site that just had places you could buy so many of her outfits well that's one of those outfits where it's like that does not like that feels like something people would wear now that didn't feel like a dated oh my god that's such a 90s crazy outfit like it was well, like a really pretty like cute dress yeah. if elizabeth wore that dress i would be like bah, 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 yeah and it's like you know the they always say like oh everyone should have a little black dress it's like a little black dress but like with a little extra flair um but still yeah. understated but just a little something different um Phil- Philippe enters and he and Fran uh, – Oh, he – Right away would go perfectly with that little purse, that <gasps> red purse she had. Are you listening, listeners? She should have had that. Oh, my god! Right? It would have gone perfectly with that red purse. <gasps> Thank you. I'm really good at purse dress matches. I don't know why. Wow. It's a weird skill. It's a weird useless <laughs> skill. <laughs> 
I just, never, I just imagine like you go into Sean's brain and it's like a beautiful mind. Like when you walk into like a dinner party, it is, it is. Yeah, it's it's me looking at purses, shoes, and dresses, and being like, "This is all wrong. This is all wrong," and like reconnecting them in my mind, matching the person. That blonde lady should have that brown lady's shoes, you know. Um, but so Philippe enters, and he instantly dips Fran, and they start, you know, uh, French kissing. And Mister Chaville comes in, clearly displeased, and he actually like makes a jab, and he's like, "Well, Philippe, I see you've discovered my nanny's native tongue, or do I see you're exploring my nanny's?" native tongue um, native tongue <laughs> and they just you know it's very clear that mr Sheffield and philippe like do not like each other they definitely have a rivalry and they keep making these um you know englishmen frenchmen joke like a uh, jabs at each other uh because the french and the english are also historic rivals and this is very true uh, i know at least of english culture like i grew up with an english father where to him the funniest jokes were making fun of french people <laughs> Well, yeah, because they're the worst. I mean, sorry, apologies to our French audience, but come on, you guys, you know, you picked the wrong side. You've picked the wrong side in every important decision. Uh, so <laughs> then, um, where did I? I lost my train of thought. We'll cut Ugh, this. We'll cut this. We did not pick the wrong side. What do you mean? Well, we were just enjoying our wine and cheese and our bread. <laughs> I knew this would be a big fake French accent episode for us oh, this is, i knew are we you would kidding do it. i i delighted in the in the french jokes in this uh-huh. they were really good they were so good they were so freaking yep. good i love there's some them. good ones coming up in like favorite moments for me um but so fran and Phil- but mr sheffield gets the best one at the very end of the episode <laughs> He gets the absolute. I like. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But, so then we cut to Mr. Sheffield's office, and as usual, he's complaining denials, and he's complaining about the tutor. He's like, you know, why is she throwing herself at him? And Niles is like, you know, because maybe she's ready for something more. And he's like, oh, well, more like what? And then Fran comes running in, and she's like, he proposed. He proposed. And I, I really loved this exchange. I thought it encapsulated, you know, what goes on between them perfectly in this little nutshell. And I mean, what goes on between them sort of on a larger macro level. You mean Fran and, Fran and Maxwell? Mr. Like yeah, that, he goes – a little back and forth. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, too. well, why would he propose to you? Like he barely knows you. And she's like, well, because some people are in touch with their emotions and they know what they want when they see it. And he's right. like – like, what exactly are you saying? And she's like, well, what exactly are you saying? And he's like, I'm not saying anything. And she goes, bingo, au revoir. <laughs> oh, my God. My French is so bad. <laughs> Ar- or, oh, my, I can't my do mouth does it. Au revoir. There we go. Au revoir. I can't do it. She, okay, revoir. we'll just we'll just do a translation. She goes, bingo, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. That's it. It's like, you know, what are you saying? And it's like, well, I'm I'm not. What is it, Meditor? Yeah, you cannot say au revoir. You have no French accent. Maybe it's my, is that because you are too American? I was going to say, maybe it's my English national status. It won't, it won't oh, let me. a little English girl. Um, In my country, we hate you. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have even tried to say I, it. I have to smoke my cigarette now. With my frog <laughs> My frog. <laughs> oh, Philippe, you've got a little. Frog. When I think of French people, I think of what I'm doing. I think of Monty Python, <laughs> and I think of uh, that little cat that uh, that that uh, skunk was always trying to sexually assault. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. 
He loved her. <laughs> and she was just like this like poor French lady. And he was like, yeah, hello. <laughs> hello, my love. God, that ever exists. Pepe Le Pew. Oh, it's the best. Um, the best. You go back and watch those now and they are so uncomfortable. <laughs> So uncomfortable. No means no. It's so funny. Uh, he like grabs her and holds her, and she literally has to like turn into like water to like slide out of his. It's so good. Right, um, oh yeah, but so basically, she's like, yeah. Here's the problem. Like, you're gonna let me slip through your grasp by not saying how you feel about me, and you know, if you keep waiting, I will not always be here. And like, that's really the crux of all of this, right? Um, yeah. And there was also this great line where Mr. Sheffield goes, why do they have to let so many foreigners into this country anyway? <laughs> and Niles is like, crumpet, sir. Um, <laughs> and so the next scene has some incredible Sylvia moments because yes. Sylvia comes to the kitchen and she's like, what's so important, Franny, that you can't tell me in person? Fran shows her the ring. Or over the phone. Oh, over, over sorry. The they phone. can't show me over the phone. And Fran shows her the ring and they like start jumping up and down. They're so excited. Uh, but Sylvia assumes that the proposal came from Mr. Sheffield, which has happened like a couple times in this season series so far, right? Like where she assumes that the big news yeah. is, is Mr. Sheffield and Fran are together. Well, I mean, she, like everybody else, sees what's there and is just waiting mm -hmm. for these two idiots to figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm surprised we haven't gotten an episode where Sylvia and Niles work together. Oh my god, that would just sort of be like amazing. Make this happen. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll get that. But like that that feels like prime like real estate that we haven't explored is like, oh, why don't those two work together like scheme? Mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, that would be so good. <clears throat> but so at first, Sylvia, when she finds out that it's not Mr. Sheffield and actually it's this like French guy she's never met, she's a little suspect, a little like, hmm, I'm not sure about this. But then as soon as he walks in and she sees how- Suspect. That's sus for the younger <laughs> listeners. Uh, no cap. <laughs> yeah, no cap. Um, Bet. Okay. But so uh, she's really, you know, like not sure about it until he walks in and she sees how absolutely gorgeous he is. And she's insane, like, my son, we're Miss Booker. <laughs> <laughs> and um she's Fran's like, Ma, like, you know, give him some space. And she's like, well. she's like, this is my favorite part of the whole episode. She's like, I know how to talk to foreigners, Fran. And then she turns to him and very so loud and slowly and like with pantomime with her hands, she goes, Thank you for your statue. Yeah, and she puts one arm up in the air like the Statue of yeah. Liberty. And then she goes, We put it. In the harbor, so everyone could see it, uh, which was so like thanking him for the statue. So it was so good. It was so good. And I was like, so, man, I so wonder kids today even know how we got the Statue of Liberty. I, I have no idea what's going on with the education system. I, I don't know. Do you think people don't know it was a gift from the French? I guess, I guess some people just just as it's always been. I mean, some people some probably, people call it a gift. All other people would call it a buy off. It's a beautiful an apology. <laughs> it's a beautiful apology. It's, permanent apology. It's basically the equivalent. Yeah, of we a, know. We picked the wrong side. We are so sorry. Of a, uh, a diamond bracelet after you cheated. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, baby. Here you go. Look, we made you a beautiful lady. She will stand there and welcome people to your, uh, what do you call it, country. Um, and then she goes, our side will pay for the wedding. Your side will just cover the food. But don't worry, us finds are not big eaters. At which point she picks up the largest Danish you've ever seen. It's like the size of a human head and walks off. 
Uh, yeah. and it was just the one, it's the one part of the episode that Sylvia's in and it's just crushed. Crushed. Yeah. Cru- this thank you for their statue thing was also a highlight. Oh, yeah. I thought it was so mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, and this is the part where I feel like maybe we had two different perspectives on because then, you know, Philippe is like, okay, Fran, like, don't forget, we now have like our green card interview. And Mr. Sheffield then insinuates that that's the whole reason that he proposed so fast. He's like, oh, you know, so you could stay in this country is, is you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's like, no, like, I actually wanted to go back to France with Fran. She's the one who insisted we stay here. And so, and then because of that, and then some things that happened later, I actually don't think this was about a green card. Like, I think he's just a philanderer who's like mismatched with Fran. Um but see, I, I took it the philandering as um, him casting a wide net for a possible green card. Match. But then why would he just be so upfront about? Well, we'll get, I guess we'll get there. We don't want, we want to jump ahead for all those viewers that haven't seen this episode. We don't want to confuse them or all those listeners. <laughs> That's right. But so Philippe and Fran go into the living room for this interview with this woman. And meanwhile, Mr. Sheffield is spying on them with Niles. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where this interviewer is like, so, you know, like, uh, what do you like to do together? Like, how did you meet? And it becomes very clear, very fast that they really don't know much about each other at all. It's just very, you know, it's like hormones and passion and, you know, new love. And at one point, Philippe is even like, you know, like, ah, like it was, I saw her and instantly was lost in her eyes and I'm hungry for her love. And then cut to Mr. Sheffield spying on them. And he like closes the door and he turns to Niles and he's like, are you hearing this? And then he does this incredible impersonation of Philippe. Which made me it's so, good. so funny. He's like, hey, I'm hungry for her love. And he's like, doesn't this make you want to retch? And then <laughs> Niles has a great line too where he goes, ah, yes. Like much too flowery. Not nearly as seductive as Miss Fine. <laughs> Which- so good. We got a lot of good impressions. We actually kind of blew past the other great impression of the episode, which was Cece doing Fran. Yes. Which I really, really liked uh-huh. a lot. I thought she killed, mm-hmm. man. I really did. Cece also coming up, Cece has an amazing line delivery, like A plus line delivery. Yes, yes. And I guess we can get to her her quote in favorites, but it was such a good Fran. Um they oh I loved it. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think we're getting to the CC line that I really like is like right basically in this coming up in the scene. Oh yeah. Or in the next scene. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, the interview kind of starts to wrap up. So Philippe gets up and he goes into the kitchen where he finds Cece all alone. And first he's like, hello, Kaka. And she's like, excuse me. And he's like, isn't that what Cece is short for? Like, that is what the butler told me. For anyone who doesn't know, Kaka is French for poop. <laughs> for poop. 
so good. <laughs> and then he puts the moves on Cece. He like goes over to her. He starts yeah. kissing up her arm. In a real gross way. It's yeah, so gross. but like she's very not unhappy about it. She's literally like, stop. And then like puts her arm out so he can keep kissing it. And And then she finally does put an end to it. But like after letting him go on for quite a long time. While he's putting the moves on her, we see that Niles is outside windexing the kitchen door and his mouth is literally a game. Like his jaw is on the full floor. It's so funny. And so Philippe exits and then Niles comes in and he's like, like, I can't believe that happened. Like you have to tell Miss Fine, you know, that she is with a philanderer. And Cece's like, um, no way. Like you think I'm going to break up my chance at getting her out of my life forever? And then Niles goes, well, you know, if you told her, it would make you very attractive to Mr. Sheffield. And she's like, how do you mean? Like, she's like instantly intrigued. And he basically says like, you know, boys don't want to play with a toy until another boy wants it. So like the fact that Felipe was into you is going to make you instantly more attractive to him. And, you know, also it will be this like nice gesture and you'll look really good and blah, blah, blah. So that can... And, oh, and then he was like, and by the way, like, you know, Miss Fine's going to figure out he's a philanderer eventually. And like, whose strong British arms will she run right into, you know, at that point? So right. Um, that. Right. Hi, keeping this a secret doesn't help yes. you, basically. Yeah. So Cece instantly runs off to Mr. Sheffield um, and tells him. Yes. So that happens like off camera because then yes. Mr. Sheffield, Cece, and Niles come into the living room where Fran is back uh, hanging out with uh, Philippe. And, you know, they're like, hey, listen, you know, he put the moves on Cece. And at first, Fran doesn't believe it. But then uh, Philippe is super upfront about it. He's like, no, no, it's true. He's like, I'm a lover of all women. And she's like, And this is where we get my favorite Cece line, where she goes, yes, another man wanted me, Cece Babcock, for his love toy. (laughs) Like, and it's the delivery. Like, she, she just, it's so, like, there's so much, like, relief in the way she delivers it like she's just so happy <laughs> like that someone wanted her over someone uh-huh. else like and like and it, it totally explains why in the moment like a like a minute ago she like kind of lets it happen because she's just so overwhelmed with like oh my god like someone cares well, someone also, i mean this man me. is literally like so good, model man. hot like and he's like really 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 yes, really good like looking dude. he's an italian dude by the I know, way, I know. I have that in my trivia. Which is why I don't feel bad about my French accent this episode because his was just as fake and uh, insulting. I mean, yes, it did seem <laughs> fake. I will say that. Like it. Yeah. Um, oh my god! Yeah, um, <laughs> I was like me doing the. I was. Yeah. It was not far off from me being like, hey, "Hello, friend. I am from France." Yeah, it's like the equivalent <laughs> of when we had some actors come on and be like mobsters. Yeah. <laughs> Just, but so, so then, you know, Philippe is like, he's like, yes, like it is the French way. Like I will be with many women, but I'm marrying you. As if like that's supposed to, you know, uh, make her feel better. It's a real Italian goomba kind of uh, uh, way to look at life, huh? (laughs) Well, it's very French. I mean, that's like the, you know, I, the, it's a stereotype of French culture, but I think there's also some truth to it where they are much more. Uh, historically like transparent about the fact that like you might have a liaison like outside of your marriage and it's not the biggest deal. It's like not a deal breaker or like a man might have a mistress and his wife is like, you know, she knows about it. Like it's not some big secret. So, you know, Fran suddenly realizes that she has completely different values in terms of like what marriage means than this guy, Philippe. And she's 
kicks him out. And it's really funny because he's like, but Fran, je l'adore. And she's like, gladly. And she slams the door in his face because she still thinks it means shut the door. <laughs> and then she instantly turns around and like sinks into Mr. Sheffield's arms crying yeah, because she's so yeah. upset. And he's like, oh, Miss Fine, don't cry. Like, What do you say? I take you out to a nice supper. And she's like, I'm going to possibly eat. And then <laughs> she goes, maybe a small lobster and a twice baked potato and he like nods sympathetically and leads her out the door and then uh, Cece and Niles are just left standing in the living room and Cece's like oh he's like I drove her right into his arms like why did I listen to you Niles and he's like oh well there's no such thing as the perfect plan just as he holds out a drink he has pre-made for her knowing that this exact <laughs> thing would happen the second he set his plan in motion um, and it was I love this ending it was such a perfect ending uh, you too. know that Niles sort of is has the uh, puppet master of the whole thing and him being one step ahead but of I everyone and I feel like we blew past those kisses. Oh my god, you're right. I completely forgot. Go on. You Sorry. describe. You describe. My goodness. I feel like we completely blew past that. That that to me was like holy cow. So it's 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 just a little back. It's it's when, you know, they're sort of confronting um Philippe and then they're like, you know, well, that's also where we get that great line, like, what kind of man would do this to a woman? And and Mr. Sheffield goes, a Frenchman, uh-huh. uh, which is such a good burn. Uh, but basically, he's like, you know, oh, what, I want to be with, like, all the women. You're my wife, but I will be with uh, so many people. Is this a problem? And then she's like, oh, yeah, well, that's fine then. Like, I'll also be with so many people. Is this a problem? And she, like, turns and kisses Mr. Sheffield. And he's like... He makes some joke about like, oh, he goes, um, Philippe goes, uh, kissing an English man is like kissing your mother or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And and she and then Mr. Sheffield goes, Oh yeah, well, what about this? And he like dips Fran back and they like look into each other's eyes and they lock lips. Mm-hmm. And I went, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh it was quite the kiss. Um, Kyle was in the room um, when this was happening, and he was like, Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very, very good kiss. And, and then we also got, I think, our first Lorena Bobbitt joke of the oh, show. Yeah. Which, which is like a huge, huge, huge 90s punchline that I, like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, right. Like, every night, Lorena Bobbitt jokes are in everything. I'm surprised we haven't, I guess this, it must have just happened in the 90s, like right let's around. Let's explain to our younger uh, listeners. Gather right, around, well, let's children. Close up the sh- let's go to. Let's uh, go to segments and then we'll do a quick uh, – we could do that in our uh, – Trivia. Our f- trivia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Though I do think right? it might be – well, yes. okay. So, well, we'll – You don't want to dedicate a whole segment to Lorena Bobbitt? Well, because I, have, I have something else and I think it would just uh, seamless. I wrote a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. Yeah. Lorena Bobbitt was a lady who was being um, pretty badly abused by her husband and – I think he was also cheating on her. It was like, he was like a dick. And speaking of which, <laughs> uh, so she like got to her wit's end and she cut off the tip of his penis. Yeah, while he was asleep. While he was asleep and then threw it out the window of her car. She like left the house and drove and like threw it out the window. And it was like a big thing. I thought she threw it out and the window of the bedroom. Oh, maybe of the bedroom. Well, I, you know, she threw it out a window. The, the, and the, <laughs> well, and the reason that this came up in the episode is he was like, Fran, you don't understand. Like in France, the man, he's like a bee. He needs to pollinate all the flowers. And she's like, 
well, you better watch out because in the in America we have something called a bobbit bee, <laughs> basically being yeah. like, I'll cut off your dick. Uh, this was a very popular punchline for God almost six to ten years after this event happened. I mean, people couldn't stop talking about Lorena Bobbitt and like cutting off her like and like of course it was the 90s so it was all twisted where like she was not the victim in all of this she was like mm-hmm. he was it was like he was the victim and it was like but he was so horrible he was like, such a horrible man he like clearly like pushed her to like the edge <laughs> you know and she like snapped and we're like making jokes about her and like mm-hmm. it was crazy the 90s man what a wild time to be alive I miss them <laughs> So glad we survived. <laughs> um, so then, segments. Segments. With the Lorena themed segments. <laughs> and now, segments. So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say, we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. Uh, all right, we're back from segments, and everything is great. Uh Everything is awesome. So I liked it when uh, Niles tells Fran that Mr. Sheffield's going to lunch with this guy who's been twice divorced and how it's so sad because, you know, the new wife was a show, was some, you know, uh, background dancer in one of his shows and blah, 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 blah. And then Mr. Sheffield just goes, been disinfecting the extension phone again, have you? Because <laughs> he, he's overheard uh, Niles spilling the hot goss, which he clearly got from um, spying on Mr. Sheffield. I just love that. Um, I really, really <laughs> liked uh, in one of the exchanges where Mr. Sheffield and Philippe are kind of like exchanging barbs. You know, Mr. Sheffield just goes, snail eater. And then, and then Philippe goes, your queen looks like a man. <laughs> The look on Mr. Sheffield's face saying that the queen looks like a man, like he's ready to like just jump up and like like take him down fisticuff style. <laughs> like like the instinctiveness by which he wants to defend his queen. Like I just it was so it was I think my favorite comedic back and forth of that whole episode. Um it was so good. <laughs> and then the my last two are kind of related. They were during the green card interview. Um Fran claiming she's 26 and then claiming that it's a rough conversion in the metric system. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> and in that same interview, you know, the, the interviewer is like, okay, I, we just have some questions. I need to make sure that this isn't just, you know, a marriage of convenience. <laughs> and goes, well, it was for me. If I didn't get proposed too soon, I was going to hang myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I didn't expect it. It's- yeah. It's so direct. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of went over a lot of my, my – I really like the No No Nanette reference. I love the Statue of Liberty. I liked Fran's delivery on – it was right before the last uh, shutting the door joke. She goes, she goes, oh, this man's obsessed with shutting the door. <laughs> it was just – it was the way she delivered it. It was so mm-hmm. funny. It was so good. Um, and there were so many in this that I feel like there's others I won't even get to. But like there was – oh, as you said, it's an impressions episode in a lot of ways because Gracie does a line-for-line line Sylvia. It was so good because um, she's clearly been hanging out with Sylvia too much. And Fran says something to her like, oh, like did my mom pay you to you know do such and such? And then Gracie goes – no, like she goes, what do I need money for? I live in a beautiful mansion and thanks God I got my health. <laughs> she walks off because she's just clearly been <laughs> spending too much time with Fran's mother. It just, I loved it. 
Yeah, yeah, so many good impressions this episode. It was really they they were really like going like, oh, all these people are like spending enough time together that they can all do each other and like you know like do like like little bits of each other. It's yeah, so funny, and, and that's the kind of comedy that only comes after a you know a cast has like you said, been together long enough, hit a groove where then you can start to really do these like meta interplays that just wouldn't have worked well the first season. And it's really fun to see. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that is one of the most fun things about long running sitcoms is when it's what what I mentioned before, even with like the Niall Sylvia pair up. And I'll be shocked if they never get to that because you start to, you get to a point where you're, you've done all of your usual pairings and, and, and then you have to continue to like generate stuff. So it's like, oh, let's put people together who aren't normally together and see what happens. And I think that like later stage sitcoms get funnier as they go because of that. Yes. You know, Parks and Rec found itself when it started to realize what pairings of people were the funniest together, uh-huh. you know? And so you'd get a lot of scenes with like Rob Lowe and, you know, uh, uh, Amy uh, – Polar. Uh, what's her name? Polar. Thank uh-huh. you. I, all I could think of was Amy Heckerlin for some reason. <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, I think that you get a lot of interesting pairings as the, you, you know, as everyone gets more familiar. So I, this, and this is the kind of the result, you know, start to figure out what everyone can do and it, and it gets really, really fun. This was a very fun episode. Yeah. I, I really liked it. Was it was so fun. Yeah. And it was rooted mm-hmm. in everyone's, re, you know, authentic, emotional, uh, beats and places where they really are and then just so fun and funny. This is one of those episodes where it's like it doesn't feel like filler um even though we didn't propel the plot further really in any way. It was great. Um oh, and in terms of Nanny trivia, so the French tutor who was played by Paolo Saganti is actually Italian born in Milan. He used mm. to uh one of my people. Um oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um well, half my people. Um, he used to uh, be a amateur boxer and did very well in it in Italian amateur championships. Um, well, I recognized him as Johnny Stampinato from uh, LA Confidential. Like as soon as he walked in, I was like, "It's Johnny Stampinato." He was he yeah in uh, an LA Confidential movie. Okay, well, you saw that movie. Right? He was then you know re- he was recognized you know um, or like discovered. Um, by some modeling agents and he was like immediately in demand by high profile photographers. He's, you know, modeled for Chanel, um, Calvin Klein, Yves Saint Laurent. Um, and then he, from there also has worked on the New York stage, receiving critical acclaim for the lead roles in Equus and, uh, the self-directed whose life is it anyway? So, uh, he's got, I guess some chops. Equus is a very disturbing. Oh yeah, time. yep, yep, yep. We had to read that yeah. in high school. Yeah, same. And in what drama, was, I mean, I was in drama theater school, but yeah. Uh, well, we we up. actually read it in a religion class, which was pretty progressive. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's very progressive. Yeah, but it was top. Yeah, no, we just read it as part of like theater. You know, it was like a play we read in theater class. You know, um, it is a play. It messed me up, man. Or yeah, well, it's a play. Uh, trying to get to the heart of why this teenage boy uh, blinded a horse. And then it's very clear that he has some sort of like psychosexual connection with horses. And it's all tied into some really, really screwed up um, like religious thinking that he has. So anyway, Daniel and yeah. Daniel Radcliffe played that boy on Broadway and showed his pee-pee. His wang. Yep. 
As, he showed his little his little Harry Potter. <laughs> he showed his wand. All right. We got to get, get out of here. Yiddish was Mishbuka, which we've already established his family. And whenever Sylvia says it, she spits in someone's eyes. Mishbuka. And then I I feel like you'll agree with me here on my assessment, but maybe we have a different one for the Fran or the CC. I went. Oh, yeah. We, I feel like now we've done this many times. I'm the CC because uh, I have mm-hmm. actually tried to do plans that have backfired and often uh, have watched other people I like end up with other people. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like you're the friend because you'd have definitely fallen like back in your younger years for some dumb hot person who was going to screw you over. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. I have done and probably would have many, many more times had I not met Elizabeth. You're so lucky so, yes. that you're so lucky because life could have yeah, worked out so differently for you. So Elizabeth, next time you're getting your nails done or your eyebrows and you have your eyes closed and you're listening to this podcast, thank you for rescuing me from the hellish existence that was my life. I do truly, truly appreciate to it. To be fair though, to give you credit, you know, it takes two. So you had to you had to make a change and make a different decision than you might have normally. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. I, I, look, we, we we are very very good for each other. It was mm-hmm. it absolutely worked out in like the most like magical way that we that like, these two people found each other because like we both bring like good things to each other's worlds, which is not something I had in yeah. a lot of. And just so listeners know, Elizabeth um, really needed a green card at the time, unrelated <laughs> unrelated to that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> She's from France. <laughs> she makes me croissant. Croissant. Man, I cannot do a French accent for the life of me. Croissant? No, you can't. Don't try. Listen, folks, if you like this, or if you're from France and you are very offended by this, uh, feel free to reach out at oh Mr. Chef Pod on Instagram or Twitter. Probably if you're mad, go to Twitter because that's the one I check and you can yell at me there. Don't don't send your hate to Toria. She didn't do anything in all of this. She can't even do a French <laughs> accent. Leave her out of this. Um, that's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that's true. <laughs> hey wait yeah 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 leave me be um and also you know uh please rate and review the show five stars uh top comments whatever you got to do share it uh post it do everything tell people about it we we gotta get more listeners guys we gotta we just gotta we gotta do it i don't know how to do it I, i i've hit the wall of how many people i can get to listen to this podcast personally so now it's up to you guys. We really need your help to grow the show because mm-hmm. um, we are not even close to being finished. We're just about at the halfway point, honestly. So strap in because we got two more episodes of season three left, and then we are going to go hard into season four, the season where we will get a brand new segment theme song <gasps> that I promise you I have been working on uh, so hard for months now. <laughs> toiling in the lab <laughs> um okay again thank you guys for listening we'll see you next week that's Bye. right goodbye bye the flashing girl from flushing the nanny named fran oh mr sheffield I, uh, uh, miss fine <laughs> <laughs>